ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. About to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. Hey guys, live from Hunt Expo 2020, yet another one. <laughs> from the initial ascent booth at the Mountain Dew table with Kristen and Brady Redderath. Enjoy the episode. Until after the show, this is probably my favorite schedule right now. I'm with the Red Arabs. Oh, absolutely love these people. Oh, Kristen, Brady Red Arath, thank you very much. I, I, yeah, we're so excited <laughs> I'm to be I'm super here. stoked to be sitting down. I got to shake you guys' hands finally yesterday. You both have been on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm freaking yes. pumped up. You guys, you know. Glad you guys made it down. We were going back and forth and yeah. plotting and everything. So, yeah. Oh, hell yes. I yeah, don't even know been, what to say. It's yeah, it's like we've talked so many times in a podcast before, and it's like, finally get to meet you. Finally get yeah. to shake your head and hang yeah. out and yeah. do something. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, that's fun. So, what's been up, guys? Family, um, family, family. Hunting season's slowed down. 
Yeah, man, I don't know. It seems like we got always something going on, busy. Well, basketball right now with the kids. So we've been in this sport mom and dad mode lately and doing some remodeling. But other than that, not a whole lot. Messing up haircuts. Yeah, you know we're going to get into some of the shenanigans, right? Like, you guys had to absolutely expect that from me, <laughs> sitting down face-to-face -face about uh, shenanigans. Oh, gosh. Where do we want to start? Yeah. Had yeah, a, she, 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 I think she does it on purpose, but she just admits, like, oops, no, sorry, oh, no, oh, oh no. what happened there? No. Oops, uh, yeah. I almost want to play that freaking video you sent me. I don't, uh, can you even play that again after it plays? Oh, we're going to try it. That was the, did you see that? What he said? She's just sitting there laughing like it's funny. And That's like, what happens when I'm cutting your hair and you're like trying to be all funny and distract me. Like. It's called not paying attention. No, it's. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, there's, the, uh, let me see. Nope, dang it. Yeah. yeah dang it. I didn't think you could go back and look at well, it. Oh, I would have recorded it and then attached it. Oh, but that would have been so like, awesome. Oh, I right just did there. Right Yeah. Yeah, so so one of the things that, that I enjoy the most is the level of competition that you guys have <laughs> in everything you do. But it's a level of competition and an immense respect and love for each other, yeah. right? I mean, it is, and that, and I think that that is one of the things that I admire about you both is, is that your family is your focus. Um, with Without a doubt, it comes through in everything you guys say and do. I respect the hell out of it. Um, even in the kids, like when I see the kids, like I feel like like my heart is there with the red rafts and, and freaking Dakota. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just a it's a phenomenal way that you guys relay everything, family, and it's just it's remarkable, remarkable. Thank yeah, you. yeah, it's been. I mean, we're getting to that point now. I like doing. You know, I've hunted with lots of friends and stuff like that for such a long time. And um, <clears throat> finding your perfect hunting partner can be tough at times. And the last one, I was living in North Dakota, running into a hunt with a guy, and it just got sour after a while. And I'm like, I'm just in the hunt with my wife. We just started doing that, and it's, and then getting the kids out there, I just, I don't know, it's something I look forward to every year. And, you know, I've been fortunate, like I told Kristen here before we came, or maybe it was on the plane, I don't remember. I said, you know what, if I die tomorrow, I'm super happy with how fortunate I've been on the hunts I've been on. I mean, I can't complain one thing. I wish I'd have done that. I wish I'd have done this. But now I get to look forward to is watching her hunt more and um, like even the kids. Yeah. The kids, I'm like yeah. watching them shoot the, like, the bull shooting deer this year. One with antelope, a couple deer. I mean, just the looks on their face. I mean, that's that's what it's about. I just yeah, enjoy that. And whether it's even a buddy that has a tag, like hunting with Luke that other year. I didn't have a tag, he had the tag, but it was like I had the tag, and to me it didn't matter who killed the animal, it was the adventure that we got to do together. Yeah. And same thing with the family, when you're doing it together, it's it's kind of like, it doesn't matter who's got the tag, it's just we're all in it in it together, and so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, there's so much wrong nowadays, I sound old as shit when I say that, right, so I, like, I believe. But there's so much wrong nowadays, so to see you guys, and it's not just you guys, right? There's a lot of hunting families that are that way, but you guys put it out there. Yeah. Um, and it's just, 
it's not even highlights, but it's highlights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just an amazing experience. I don't know how that sounds. I sound kind of like fanboyish. Oh. I, I, <laughs> but but it really is, and and it's something that, like I said, it just hits me in the heart. Um, I think it's great. Where's Luke? I know. He's only like two and a half hours from here right now. I think he's ice fishing on the gorge. Son of a, I know. I, we tried to. He does, he's not a huge fan of you know lots and lots of people. He's definitely a mountain man. So I feel like that type of personality might be one that doesn't like huge crowds, right? And to him, he's really not all that into the gear or. You Luke's know, just like, get after it. No, he's just like, who cares what the heck you have on your back or your, your body or whatever. Let's just hunt, right? <laughs> and so for him, it might not be as cool. You know, for us, it was more about meeting everybody that yeah. we had, you know, connected with and whatnot. So um, we tried convincing him. His wife was even like, do you want to go? And he's like, no, let's just go ice fishing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the way he rolls, I think. And that's okay. So... Yeah. Luke's a stud. So, yes. so, or you know, Luke Alifritz, Wild Elk Fever. Yes. Um, Luke is a, a beast of a man and a sweetheart of a man. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Brady and Kristen are good friends with him and his family. So um, I actually texted him the other day because he's been on my mind a lot lately. And I, you know, I know if he's off social, that's that's purposeful for him. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, yeah, give yeah. him a little razz and hopefully he watches and listens and catches his razzing from me. Yeah, he's, he took me, he told me, uh, was it a couple weeks ago, he took the kids out ice fishing, and he goes, it wasn't, I get the, I get the rods in the hole, the one, I think his daughter Claire, first rod in the hole, he didn't even get the other rod set or help the other kid in, she was just, she was one yeah, after you know. another, and he was like, the kids absolutely loved it, and I'm like, you just that experience with the kids, they remember that forever and be like, Dad, I want to go fishing again. Can we go try to catch that many fish again? And I mean, so, for him to, yeah. to experience that with his kids, I mean, that's got to be a pretty proud dad moment uh, watching yeah. them reel in fish after. Yeah, and for us, you know, it, we, we've been friends with Luke for a long time. You know, what, five years probably? Five, six years. Yeah, and it started as just Brady hunting with Luke. And then I got to go out and hunt in Wyoming, and now, you know, they came to us the past two years, and this past year, Kristen and Claire and Ridge all came, and Ridge went hunting with them, with them every day, like whitetail hunting, every Blizzard. day, Blizzard, <laughs> every day, and then they also hunted bear, like they took the two boys um, this spring and hunted bear in Montana. Him in the tent and everything and now Ridge calls and he's like I want to talk to Cooper and he's little he's, he's what four five I think he just turned five and he's like I want to talk to Cooper literally every day hey dad when are we going bear hunting in the tent with Cooper <laughs> that's awesome you know, like those are the things like our kids look forward to and for us, our kids are just always like, when can I get another tag? When can we go do this? Because it's just the thing that we do. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, you just make your kids come with you. Well, we don't. They want to. You know, if, if they didn't want to come, we'd get our in-laws to come and hang out or whatever. But it just has become the thing that we do together as a family. And, you know, there's so much tablets and you know all of that stuff all the distractions yeah all the distractions of what is actually important in life and to us it's our family and our friends and our relationships and so it's just really easy to 
to really accentuate that when you're in the outdoors and just to slow down and get a get away from the distractions because life is busy and it's just a lot easier to decompress and slow down when you're hunting. It makes it it makes it way easier and I feel living in we live in a pretty small town. It's a pretty small community and I think yeah. our, we are we are able to get out quite a bit. I mean if we want to go fishing with the boat 15 minutes, 10 minutes of boats in the water, floating. Yeah. We want to go hunting. Same with ice fishing. We're basically you know? right there. I mean, it's, it's and there's just not, a, I mean, it's not like where you live. There's nothing to do, right? Like, we have nothing to do other than fish and We don't have anything and, to do either. You sit in traffic and well, yeah. get mad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I grew right? up in a small town, and once I go to, like, we go to some bigger towns, I'm like, we're in Salt Lake here, and I'm like... Wow, this traffic would drive me nuts. I never road rage all day. This is absolutely nothing. Yeah, and this is laughable. And and I agree. Like my sister down in California, she's like, I got three. I was like, What did you do today? She's like, I went to Verizon. I stopped and got a Starbucks, and I went to the grocery store. I did it all in eight hours. I'm like, You have got to be kidding me! Three things in eight hours. I'm like, No, thank you. It's nuts. (laughs) So for me, for work, it's uh, at one of my project sites. It's 18 miles door to door. Easy two hours. On an average, is two and a half hours. It's insane. And that's not, unless I leave at four in the morning, right? It's it's both morning and evening. So you're like four to six hours on the road for 18 miles. So much wasted time. Yeah, it's crazy. That, it's yeah. absolutely and it's, insane. And I could, you probably did you grow up in a bigger city too, though. I, that's where I grew up. That's where you grew up. Right raised, there. Yeah, so you don't get used to it. There's no, yeah. I know what you're about to say, but you don't get used to it. And because I enjoy the outdoors, it, it makes it even worse. Right. right? Because right. I don't want to be there anyway. It's necessity. Yeah. Um, it's, it's how I provide for my family. Um, that's the biggest thing is that's, job opportunities and you've been, you know, with a job for so long right. and it's hard to leave a job you've been for so long, whether you got vacation or the pay and all that. It's like, it's, yeah, the traffic and all that, but it's like financially stable and all that. That's the part it's like. Yeah, we're biting that bullet. We're getting out of there. Our boys, yeah, our boys, he's just about there and I'm chomping at the bit. So where are you gonna go? We're deciding. Been looking at Oregon a little bit. Uh, I want somewhere where I can live with elk. Yeah, and it's elk? green, you know, and we can yeah. be rural. Here rural, you go into land, we call it the land of the dirt people in California. Anything past like I-15, it's all high desert yeah. nastiness. Yeah. <laughs> But we're getting out of there. Politics are insane. It's, yeah. it's miserable. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a big Wyoming's thing. a nice place. The problem with Wyoming is there's no work. Oh. Right? So their road work season, and I looked because I love Wyoming. And is it's that like what my. You, do? you work on roads? I, I'm a heavy civil superintendent. Oh, okay. Right? So I do freeways, bridges, airfields is kind of my focus right now. In um, Oregon's big for that, big for that. Oregon right. has a good amount of work. I actually been talking to some guys. They got the uh, the 405 in, in Washington about to go, so I'm looking at that. So you do have to be in a big city because you, you don't could, like move to South Dakota and do that. No, like, no. We don't have any freeways. We don't, you know, yeah. like we don't. You repair gravel we have two stop signs or two two stop lights. You know, but like. but that's part of it, right? Is being able to get out of California and and shrink that down. Right, that what we feel like 
is necessity in life, yeah. right? And, and yeah. shrink that down and slow it down and really focus on the important things, yeah. right? Like elk hunting. Yes, <laughs> right? <laughs> and living and with elk time, all year. Not on the road, family, Exactly. Family, well, that's, right? that's the big part, right? So that's, that's the push. Um, Wifey yeah. standing over there. Yeah, she's like, she's like, let's go, let's go, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, so gathering health. Yeah. Let's talk a little gathering health, and uh, I don't know. And see, I'm always, I'm always so impressed with with people that I pay attention to and follow. So I can't imagine anybody not knowing. Kristen Redderath or Gathering Health, but there's people that may not. So give us a little Gathering Health and your mission and focus with that. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, Gathering Health started mainly because. That is, that is I love it. That is such a nice. He wants stuff. to move in the woods that he can listen to. I know, to. That's listen to that, it, right? <laughs> so um, it started mainly because I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and I found that hunting and gathering my own food and really focusing on quality of meat, quality of produce, um, reduced inflammation in my system. And at that point, I didn't know like how to go gluten-free. I didn't know what gluten was in, like all of that. So I started as a way to just document it. And when people would ask me questions, be like, well, you know, I'll just put that on my blog or this recipe's here. So it started selfishly because people would ask and I'd have to type up all this crap all the time, you know, like, here's how you do this, here's here's my flour recipe, all of that. Um, and then I just started putting it on Instagram and it seemed like there's a lot of people who, you know, want to improve their health and they're hunters and they have access to the best quality meat on the planet and adding vegetables into that, you know, with good quality meats and vegetables and just cutting out a lot of inflammatory foods you really can improve your health in a short amount of time just by taking out the junk. And I'm really passionate about living healthy because it makes hunting easier, it makes it extends our life, it just makes things better. And I've had, I've struggled with it and I want to be able to help people to not go through those same struggles. Because when I was diagnosed, it was not, like primal diet wasn't out, like none of that was out. So I was doing all of this research on my own and had there was nobody to follow who had gone through the similar things. Like I I was starting from from scratch on my own. So I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and resources and I just like to share that. So that's kind of where it's gone. It's turned into health coaching and helping people just cut crap out of their diet and figuring out like what, what works best for them because at the end of the day, we are all very different. Like What I can tolerate is completely different than what he can tolerate. And so having, having a health coaching and nutrition certification helps a ton just because not everybody reacts the same way to the same things and knowing what to look for and knowing what... Um, and foods will, will work for different body types and different um, issues is just helpful. So that's kind of what I'm most passionate about. And then, you know, the hunting obviously just fits in with that. And it's just kind of our lifestyle. It almost, so. it, it almost seems like the, the perfect coexistence, right? Because we spend, we spend immense amounts of money yeah. on tags and gear. Um, and then the time factor. And we go and, like you said, harvest this perfectly grown organic meat yeah and then we go to the grocery store and we buy crap mass-produced 
everything. pesticide laden yeah. food. Yeah. And and I think there's a point where we're all kind of resistant to that thought process of this is actually bad for us. Yeah. Um, when we had we had first talked on the podcast, you were like, "Hey, kill the sugars, right?" Yeah. And uh, I used to be like a sweet tea guy, a, sh- a soda guy. I I know there was a point in my life where I was probably drinking two of those forty-four ounce Dr. Peppers a day. Yeah. With no consideration. Yeah. And and when I cut that sugar out, and, and I get, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to sound extreme, right? I'm not. I cut out the sodas. I'm not looking at, you know, three yeah, grams yeah, of sugar yeah, like that. Yeah. But the difference, I felt the difference immediately. And then I was always one of those guys that was resistant to that whole gluten theory. That's what I thought it was, was a theory. Well, then took the step to say to the wife and, you know, hey, we're cutting the gluten now. We got rid of it. I can't eat it now. I, right. It's you, the same thing with him. You his, cannot his do it. hurt after. Oh my I know. God! You get to, you can really feel the inflammation and the blow and the the bubble gut. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. phenomenal. I know. It's phenomenal when you get rid of it. You don't want to go back to it. The, right. The thing that really and it it's once I changed that and I started like last summer. I actually started running a little bit last year, and I absolutely hate running. I think I can't say I've never ran my whole life except sports. But no, just I never get on the street and just run for a few miles. <clears throat> well, I took a, we took Chris and I changed our diet, or I did. I was like, I want no no artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavor um, colors. I taking uh, get not eating cheese, not eating gluten for this before I went out kind of like essentially went completely paleo so and um and I felt amazing like the amount of energy how good I felt but the thing that where I was like and then we went elk hunting, and I'm like, okay, I got to eat a bunch of food. I've heard a bunch of calories. So then I started eating a little more crappier food, and then got home and ate some food and all that. And then I went go to, you know, going to work, and I started bending down, and my knees, I felt like they were going to blow up. They were so inflamed. I'm like, that is so awesome. I did that, and I'm like, now it really tells how yeah, bad that, how bad it is. How well, bad it is. Yeah, until you actually A lot of people do don't it. realize how good they could feel, you know, like... A lot of people are walking around miserable, not realizing that, you know, their aches and pains and the things that they're popping ibuprofen and Tylenol for could go away by just changing what they eat. And at the end of the day, a lot of people just get really overwhelmed with it. But if you just strip it down to, like, keeping your food simple, like, I follow a lot of people in the barbecue community just because of Reload Rub and um, that connection. But they'll they'll take this really great meat and then they'll slather it with all sorts of like you know commercial cream cheese and all of this other crap that how would you put that on you know like that, that good, piece of yeah. meat right something that your body looks at recognizes as like the purest form of protein like the best way that you can nourish your muscles and all of those things and then they just like slap other stuff on top of it it like makes my skin like crawl because like, oh don't don't go that yeah. route if you're just gonna like destroy that yep. meat you know and like every time I mean like we do you know once in a while we'll make a back strap and we'll put yeah. like whatever in it yeah. and wrap it with some bacon and stuff but it's not like like it's you not see like so many like every like, single thing like when you see people cook meat and they just it's like deep fat rod or it's like you know it's con it's we Sweet. eat we eat you know you know a little 
or, you know, add some extra stuff that probably isn't the greatest, just once in a while and smoke it, but... Yeah. I eat, like, when I work out in the mornings, I come home and I'll, I'm either eating burgers, elk burgers, I'm eating deer burgers, I'm eating backstrap, I'm eating something, but I don't put any stuff on well, it, I just it, eat it plain. We do, we do that on purpose because if you overcomplicate it, people don't it's continue hard. to do it. it. Makes it's it hard. It's too hard. And so for, for me, especially when we eat three meals a day at home, it's like we have to keep it simple or you get really burned out and that's when you you eat crap like the processed stuff you eat the things that are that are easy and part of my passion is just making people realize that it doesn't have to be hard like you can enjoy really good food without making it hard you just have to change your mindset to like I want to nourish my body not just fill my belly right like if you're fueling your body versus filling your belly a completely different mindset. That's, that you know? mindset, that that, and what Brady said about realizing how good, I think you said it, but yeah. he emphasized it, realizing how good you feel yeah. versus how bad you feel after that. I think when you when those three things come together in that realm, it's like I can't go back. Right. I can't go back to it, you know? Right. And you know, it all starts usually for most people with the most lasting change in all of my health coaching that I have done, the most lasting change comes when people make small steps, right? Like cutting out sugar first and realize, okay, I can do this, right? Then you cut out sugar in the pot and then, you know, you realize, okay, well, maybe there's something else that I'm consuming that still has, you know, a lot of hidden stuff. So then you might turn on to something else, you know, and be like, well, I should probably either add in more water or, you know, whether it's maybe I don't eat enough protein. You become more aware and then your habits like start to build on each other to where now it's not overwhelming because I already mastered getting rid of pop and I replaced that with something better. Now I can focus on something else. It's when people are like, for me, it had to be a, it had to be a complete 360, right? Like completely flipped my diet upside down just because I had a diagnosis and I had no choice. But for most people, starting slow and just making a few changes at a time is where people have the lasting results because they're not overwhelmed. And it's not like, oh, I can't, I can't do that for more than 30 days. And now I'm back, you know, the yo-yo thing. It's a thing. vicious, vicious it is. cycle. And, you know, research shows that if you, like, say you do one of the yo-yo diets, like whether it's, you know, you go Atkins or you go Primal or you go something for 30 days, research shows, like, after you're done with that and you go back to eating whatever, it's back plus 10%. Yeah. So you think about it, like, why would you want to do that to your system? And then your system is like, I can't figure you, What's can't going figure on? you out because, you know, if you, one minute you're here and then the next minute you're like dumpster diving and then you're back up, you know, so it's a vicious cycle that, and then our brains, you know, that's a whole other aspect of like the mental health connection with, with, with sugar and food and all those things, like improve your mood by what you eat too for me personally all that you said is why i struggled with it right it, it would be like you know you, you go good and you might do two months three months yeah and then it's just you, you fall and you go i'm right back plus where i started oh what the hell is the point of starting over again so then you go four or five months and then i'm going oh crap hunting season's in three months right let me get geared up right, right? and you really have to realize that it's not a hunting season, I'm not related to hunting, not a hunting season facilitator, right? It's a lifestyle change yes. that we have to commit yes. to. Yeah. And looking at it as fuel and not comfort or what have right. you, right? right? And that convenience part of it, like you said, it 
it doesn't even factor in once you once you start to feel good. Yeah. Like it's just over with. Yeah. What I find absolutely crazy on when you start saying like the gluten free. I was at having coffee like for work. We have coffee at a gas station. It's got a couple booths in there. A guy was sitting down and he was eating Doritos, and it said. Doritos. Yeah, some of the new ones are. It said something like gluten free or I can't remember what it was. Organic. It was organic. Organic. I'm like, oh, whatever. I said, you did you buy those just because it said organic on them? I said, flip that bag around and look at the ingredients. Red dye 26. Garbage. (laughs) Not to mention like they'll put on their on the little packages in the grocery store the processed food gluten free. People don't even know what gluten is. Most people they're like, oh, that must mean it's healthy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole thing, too. Like, when I first was diagnosed, I just, like, swapped bread out to gluten-free bread. I swapped pasta out to gluten-free pasta. But for me, that didn't improve my health. Like, I felt better. I wasn't having, like, the, um, like, skin reactions that that gluten does give me. But I didn't actually, my my inflammation wasn't down because I was just swapping one grain for For another. another. And my body doesn't like grains at all. So... It took some time to realize, like, like, ditch the process, the packaged food. Like, that's not doing yourself any favors. Yes, it is nice to have some of those things as, like, treats. Like, we have bars in our bag because we are walking around all day, you know, trying to fit things in and whatnot. But they're, like, a whole food bar versus a Gatorade bar, right. you know. It's, it's a different situation, and, you know, it, it's hard sometimes to read labels and realize, like, okay kind of have to be an expert you have to study the, yeah. the labels yeah. to know like what products are decent and because you can't just go buy the little stickers on on them anymore like, <laughs> now well, that they're making organic doritos <laughs> well, yeah, but, and, and then those those big manufacturers realize that you know we'll call it for the lack of a better word that's the the craze yes right so they're not going to lose any compensation for that craze right. right so let's let's deceive you more and label it and keep you keep you bad in that bag of doritos right doritos and coffee though who the hell are you sitting down with <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it was the other guy i'm like if i'm gonna eat junk food i'm gonna go to coffee and cookies, cookies yeah. buddy. Yeah. but, but there's I, even good options on cookies like the wife and the daughter they make gluten-free yeah right sugar-free yeah. cookies it's not yeah. saying you can't eat you know chocolate chips or have some with chocolate chip. It's not saying you can't live a healthy lifestyle and not and obviously still have, have some, some treats. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. people think, oh, I got to cut out everything. Well, no, you don't. You can, I guess, however you want to I do mean, it. I mean, I can but. make a dairy-free, gluten-free cheesecake with cashews. We're going to qualify this. This lady makes... This lady makes her own kombucha. Yeah. Thank you for I, starting that habit as well. I don't make it, but God dang it. I know. That, but you should try her homemade granola. Oh, oh my God. Oh, we know you have a habit, buddy. Oh. We see you hiding behind appliances, devouring. <laughs> yeah, five-gallon five Ziploc bags in about a week and a half. Oh, like, man. I do not get it. I would be so sick if I ate that much granola. Like, <laughs> you're a freak of nature and your food. Like... Well, that's with, like you put on no weight. It's not fair. It's that's eating. the thing about. Yeah, I don't know. I do like eating, and whether it's healthy food, jerky, steak, whatever, I just love eating. Like, but you'd the, be but, 500 pounds if you didn't just, have a good metabolism. Yeah, like yeah, the amount it, of food that you eat. Like we're on the mountain or whatever. Luke's glassing for elk. 
like that one year he's like looks over and I'm just got the ramp or just crunching and he's like you're eating again <laughs> again but yeah. that probably has something to do with the fast metabolism right yeah, I mean it's just all, all that input time. yeah yeah he, I mean he's also like your personality and your body shape also has a lot to do with you know how much your body consumes or uses during the day so if he just has a body type that burns calories faster you know and always been very active and doesn't sit still like you won't ever find him on the couch unless it's like 15 minutes at lunchtime after he's already eaten so it, I mean that makes it it makes a difference you know if you're if your body's just used to burning calories like that it gets up there and then you just it stays up you know so and it's crazy like he eats a lot of food but he eats very calorie dense Right? So he's not he's not consuming a bunch of cookies for his 600 calories. He's consuming elk and sweet potatoes and green beans. So you can eat a large, that's a lot a lot of people don't realize. If you pick healthier foods, you can eat a lot, a lot of, of them yeah. compared to the junk that you know you, you could substitute for. So Yeah, good chocolate chip cookies like what, four or five hundred calories. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gotta be careful on saying that. I got to that motel here yeah. in Salt Lake and there's a cabinet thing you'd open up and help yourself to chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, of course he did, right? He did. What hotel was that? Where are we staying? This is a $36 <laughs> country and suites in Rapid City, South Dakota. Dang. They yeah. Free, cookies free chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And middle of, I mean, it's middle of the week, right? So it's a Wednesday night. So they're trying, there's a million hotels. So they're just trying to sell them, right? And like, this is a nice hotel. Brand new. We'll stay here for $36. Heck yeah. <laughs> And free chocolate chip and cookies. I like it. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you guys have? Uh, what do you have planned this year for hunts? What's coming up? Um, this year, I think I'm. I don't know. Kind of switching it up a little bit. <clears throat> I think I'm gonna. As much as I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it or not, is not do much for western state hunts like elk hunts or out of state hunts much. Um, I kind of know that I really want to get both kids out shooting their antelope and their deer in that antelope season to get both out. It's usually when I go to elk hunt. And um, usually when I want to be bow hunting. So it's always like so, thrown kind of a cramp in our style, you know, like for everybody I, to wait and put it around his elk hunting. So So I don't know. That's I think I think we're going to take the kids out bear hunting again in May in Montana. I think we'll haven't decided. Uh, that's kind of a, well, it could be a last minute thing. It's over the counter tag, so for bear. Um, <clears throat> a lot of deer hunting in South Dakota. Yeah. I put in for an on dad hunt in New Mexico. Who knows? Hope I draw. Probably won't draw though. The odds are really low, but never know. Someone's got to draw it. Um, I don't know. I can't I'm still debating whether I put in for Montana or not. Combination archery tag. Haven't decided yet. Another thing is if I draw a big game tag, as long as I have got a big game license in Montana, I can take Cooper there at his age of 10 and I can get him a, a buck tag. Oh, nice. So that was always been in the back of my head. And plus I could just, I mean, it's only like three hours. I could be in the eastern part of Montana, two and a half, yeah, about two and a half hours, I think, eastern Montana. And you can be hunting mule deer or whitetail on public land. So. That's yeah. an option too. I guess that doesn't. I still got a little bit to think about that. But so I'm just going to be putting in for a lot of points this year in the Western States. Um, 
I don't know until I could put it. I might still put it for Region G Mill Deer. Just I don't. I don't. There's so there's so many. I mean, this is early, so I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? You never know. Yeah. I might have four Western tags this year. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have talked a lot about like just focusing a lot more on bow hunting this next year because. Um, the time to bow hunt in South Dakota is right when it opens because as soon as as soon as tribal season opens, um, it's it's a lot harder. They just they get out of pattern and things are, everything's going moving all over the place. So it's nice if you can spend all of September bow hunting just because that's your best chance. Um, but that usually gets screwed up when he goes out elk hunting. So we're gonna maybe try and do a lot more archery. We have the opportunity to hunt both East and West River, each one of us. So I could have two, we each could have two archery tags for deer. So last year I only had time to hunt one side of the river. He only hunted one side of the river. We have um, we have properties to hunt on the east side. We just didn't have time to, to do both of them. So with so many opportunities locally there, we just feel like we need to give them a better shot. and focus on that more this year and get the kids out because it got to be a little rushed after you know to get the kids there their deer um the antelope thing was a last minute thing yeah. i had two days for cooper to get an antelope and i got back from my own so yeah it was, and it was like a little thing. yeah a little stressful the season isn't very long for that and we just really want them to get to be out and in the field a lot more and so maybe rotate years. I'm hoping maybe next year I will draw Wyoming elk maybe if I have enough points. We'll yeah, we see. might be there together because that's my arch nemesis of states. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Wyoming so, kills it. We'll uh, that, we, that, that unit that we hunted last year, Luke and I, killer. Killer. Yeah, yeah. you guys came off the mountain with almost a thousand inches of freaking bone. That, that was crazy. crazy. And Luke yeah. didn't even... That's the hard part with Wyoming. Ugh. I won't even I go down. I almost shot up. Well, it was the first morning we hiked. Oh my gosh, we we were at the highest of high, way up high in the deep snow, looking for this big, big bow we'd seen the night before. And I almost shot one at the way at the most peak of the top of the mountain. And he's like, I'm like, oh, that's a good ball. It's mama shooting. He goes, that's only a five-point dummy. <laughs> that, that thing looks like a big five-point. He goes, you're not shooting that thing. That, yeah, because that's what you're with Luke. Well, right? That'd be he, a bull anybody else would take on any given day. He jokes. He's like, he always jokes. He's like, give me your bullets. He's like, I'm just going <laughs> to hold them. Because when I elk hunt, I mean, it's not about elk hunt. I don't know. I just, any elk's a good elk. I just think elk hunt's not super easy and I don't know I just it was a it was a great hunt I mean we saw so many elk and had such a good time it was yeah I still shot up if I don't ever shoot anything bigger than that I'm that was a beautiful satisfied I'll shoot 300 inch bulls 280 inch bulls I don't care I'm not it's just being out hunting them elk those animals are amazing amazing yeah alright guys well like I said, I, I was stoked for this. Glad you guys made it down. I appreciate the time and your friendship. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Stuff. Finally, 
shake hands. Yeah, we yes. gotta go. Uh, we need to go to dinner. Well, it's Valentine's Day, so we'll take the wives out to dinner tonight or something. There we go. Yeah. Some good eats around here. There is. We eat at a really great restaurant here. I can't, I can't even remember what I don't the name remember. was. I was good, though. Yesterday for yeah. So you guys go follow the Redorafts. Um, Brady's is pretty easy. Brady Redoraf. Then you got Kristen at Gathering Health. And then check out the coaching, gatheringhealth.com. Are you doing the podcast? I mean, am I doing a podcast? Are you going to start it? Well. Are you still flipping that coin? I'm still like, hmm, do I want to do that? Everybody keeps saying you need a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know. It's time consuming. It's fun as hell, though. I know. I think it would be fun. It's a, that would be a really easy way to get out information. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of what people are digging right yeah. now. The tough part is. The time. Time and then. <laughs> Talking about health for a home, and I mean, you can do it for so long, and then you run out of. No, you, you never run out of nutrition. I don't think. Part. Well, I don't think you run out of valuable information, especially when you are trying to get people to where they need to be to really impact them and feel it. I, I yeah. personally, I would listen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a. And I think there's a lot of people that the, the health, nutrition, don't understand all the. Ins and outs. There's so much. The, the, There's the so stuff much. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. If you're, you not, actually if you're not obsessed it, with it, you know, it is overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, you got it. Really, that would be a great way to consume it. Yeah. All right. Good deal. My camera lady is over there. <laughs> Thanks, camera. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts, and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.